Check, check, two, three. All right. Three, two, one. What is going on, you guys? My name is Justin Minnick, and this is The Minnick Mindset, a series we talk and debate, discuss important topics, and I share my mindset. We have an amazing guest in the show today, ladies and gentlemen. We have the amazing Patrick Bloom in the house. What's up? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? One of my best friends, known him for four years, hopefully for the rest of my life. Three <laughs> years marching band, finally, an LHS alumni. We're going to talk about that class oh, yeah. of 2020, Corona class. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Bleeds black and blue, uh, black and blue, I guess you get black, yellow, and blue for yeah. not only the Steelers and his hometown, the St. Louis Blues, Patrick. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm. We've been looking forward for this for a long time. I know we have. We've man. been it's trying been, to schedule. Been I've fucking, been busy. You've been, been busy. It's been fucking nuts, man. I, I can't. I can't believe it. I think that uh, I've always was trying to get to you to do it, but I completely understand just the aspect. You know, I really don't mind talking over the phone. I understand that a lot of people just want to be in person because they get into it. I feel like it's more intimate. Like I know yeah, what to say exactly. when I'm like with you guys. Exactly. Also, it's like a lot better. Like I feel like my like uh, mindset. Like you're mm-hmm. like. You know, you can just roll off. Uh, on, over the phone, you just feel like... I've, You're like I'm not a very, very mm-hmm. big talker on the phone. I, I, I totally understand that. And me, I've done podcasts over the phone. I've done podcasts like with people in general. It just doesn't really matter i'm just able to round off topics but i understand that when you're in here it's kind of like a different focus you're able oh, yeah. to finally your hair's getting really long dude i need to <laughs> <laughs> they're really opening up monday i'm <laughs> i know man I, I feel you on that i had to drive to st peter's to get mine cut man it was people are like oh i'll cut your hair i'm like no i just don't even trust the professionals to cut my hair <laughs> like yeah. every now and then they'll mess it up i'm like oh i had to pull this off now what did jackson <laughs> say the other day jackson's like uh jackson's like ask megan if she can she's going to school next year Okay, I can plan on going to dental school tomorrow. Doesn't mean I know how to fix teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so I said that too, and it was freaking funny. Okay, so first, I guess, topic for the discussion that we're going to be on is sports because I know that you've got a lot of energy oh, yeah. and everything because, you know, we're diehard. And that's the thing that I think that's really cool about you that you're able to open your eyes to more than just either, you know, football, basketball. You know, you've, uh, you've, you and I have connected on the actual hockey highlights of tonight podcast. Go check that out. Oh, yeah. Um, with with hockey and everything and then you've kind of brought me in with like ufc and everything and that's another thing that i want to go into because not only is i I see an actual career path when like actual announcing uh just the dramatic change of energy that we have and I'd like to comment on that announcement oh, go for, it. for you go for because it. Go you for have it. like the perfect voice and mental mindset for that. You love rolling off questions. You love yeah. you love commenting what happens. Bro, we both love Joe and Rogan, exactly. Exactly. Like in hockey, you can like I bet you should do a podcast where we watch a blues game and you we can just commentate over the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I think that you and I have had that idea for uh, actually really, really yeah. long time. I su- the thing that I really gotta dial down is that's a long time. You know, the reason why that this kind of this kind of makes sense is because this is like uh, like more people to get to know you and your thoughts mm-hmm. instead of people. Because then people, if people aren't watching the game, they really don't know. I think a fight would be more interesting instead of just a hockey game. Instead of oh, he, there he goes to puck. Oh, he scores. Oh, whatever. I guess some more. I guess I guess yeah. more. It would have to be more anticipation instead of one Blues game. You know what I mean? I get that. Instead maybe of, maybe a playoff game. Maybe a playoff game. I think it'd be oh, this is decided. This is game seven. But at the same time, I feel like also I'm very passionate. You are too. I feel like we wouldn't be talking about into the microphone much. Yeah, we'd just be like, what is going? We'd we'll be like all over the place. Ab- ab- exactly. <laughs> I feel like our focus would just not be really there or whatever. For the first, I guess, first topic uh, before. We got sidetracked, which, you know, most likely... If <laughs> it's probably going to happen that, a lot. Oh, definitely. Uh, I saw on the NHL discussion Instagram that... Let's see. Uh, report. The NHL has narrowed down a list of hub cities, Vegas, Vancouver, Toronto, Edmonton, Dallas, and the St. Paul. Sadly, it's not St. Louis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Because our cases are actually still spiking. Because uh, our, uh, our cases are sadly um, spiking and everything, and they're getting more... 
Um, so a larger scale, a 24 team playoff uh, appearances remaining on the final front for discussion regarding the resuming of play. Uh, and this is what uh, the hockey guy was saying. If you're going to start in June, July, you have to start skating now. Yeah. You have to because with anything, because um, right now NASCAR is going on right now as we speak. You know, golf is um, actually returning. So that's good, too. Um, but UFC it, is still going on. Yeah, they UFC like finally like, started. Yeah, they had like three cards in eight days. It was nuts. Oh yeah, it was last night too. Yeah, they, they had, had one last, last night. night. Yeah, uh, not anybody I really know. But it I was. Saw some uh, it, what was the main header? Uh, a zoom all? No, a zoom. A zoom. Oh, I I can't remember. Off the top I, I of my can't head. remember. I can't remember off the top of my head either. But uh, it wasn't as big as Ferguson because everybody was like wanting to do that because that was the interim belt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that man, it was really interesting. Um. But I think that a lot of people, and you know what? Fuck it. Why is might as well that we're talking about uh, UFC, bro? Khabib, bro, like twenty eight and zero, like unheard he's, of. He's got. Do you feel like that is well deserved? Do you think that he's just kind of playing it cheap by taking everybody to the ground? Do you think that's a strategy, or so is it the one of the main? Uh, I guess you could say martial arts or. Um one of the main, I guess, yeah, main martial arts to deal with in, um, well, it's harder to deal with in, like, when you're fighting somebody, it's wrestling. Wrestling's yeah, absolutely. a really big uh, thing that you could do to dominate anybody. Yeah. So if you get a guy down to the ground and you're on top and you know how to maintain that top control, absolutely, you can almost be in almost anybody. That's why, yeah. I, I mean, jujitsu is more of the ground and how to switch in positions, but wrestling is one of the main things he's good at and he also he trains jujitsu so that's why you see all the chokes you see all the, like the hands he goes for because also he has great ground and pound so what's the difference between wrestling and jujitsu is it more Jiu-jitsu's, striking is it more wrestling's more positioning okay positioning to pin somebody and make sure they can't move uh, jujitsu is uh, to make um, is to be loose on the ground and how to move really well and also get uh, a person's arm to make sure you can have a, a distinct advantage in that area uh, okay. on the ground. You can arm bars, you can kimuras, americanas. It's like all wrist locks. You Ooh, can make sure you can yeah. be mean and put your like your forearm on their neck okay. and make sure that, like they have trouble breathing. Uh, okay, it's it's really interesting. It, it originated from Japanese yeah. jiu-jitsu and then Brazilians liked it, but then they added they, their, they own their own. Have like you ever spice heard of the Gracies? I think so. Sounds familiar. Uh, the old UFC. Um, they are one of the forefronts of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, a twist on Japanese jiu-jitsu. Huh. And it's been the biggest thing, and that's what you hear about jiu-jitsu today is most like it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Interesting. It's very interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting an actual history lesson here. I <laughs> tell you, you're fine, man. You're you're completely <laughs> fine. That's like that's the reason why you know you more know more about that. And I think that a lot of people could actually take account of that and be like, oh wow, like there's more than just something that you see on TV. Oh yeah, like Definitely. you don't know how hard these fighters go through, like Definitely. their training camps. That's mm-hmm. why you see some of them be emotionally like driven to these fights, is because they put so much oh, on the yeah. line. Their the life depends on this. Absolutely, it's an, like, and then when you see them upset after they lose, yeah, that's because you because UFC, it's not like a regular. Uh, it's it's more intense than just be like, okay, I stopped baseball for two years. I'm gonna pick it up whenever I'm 18. No, you because that, you're gonna be way be- so you're the, gonna be way behind. Skill exactly. line when yeah. you get older. So that's why I was talking about when me and you were talking about, yeah, Patrick, you should do you should do UFC. I'm like, dude, I'm 18, mm-hmm. and the skill, like, here's me, and he, the skill, I'm doing uh, hand gestures, but, like, the skill, let's say <laughs> I, at, yeah. I'm at a decent mm-hmm. height of skill. For 18-year-olds that have practiced all their life, it's going to be, like, through the roof. 
me, I'm like, I'm like maybe about to my height, which is about five foot ten, five foot eleven. Yeah, but they're gonna be through the roof. You wouldn't be fighting eighteen year olds. You'd be fighting in your actual weight class. That's true. But that because, but I guess if they're eighteen year old and they're in your but weight class, you'd everybody's still gonna be, be eighteen. Your ass. Like to fight, mm. uh, and except in Russia, Russia's crazy. Uh, oh yeah. In the U.S., to have a legalized or like a sanctioned fight, uh, it has to be eighteen. So I'm gonna be fighting, fi- fighting, fi- fighting mm-hmm. like either eighteen and older. That is in my weight class. So I could fight like a short 30-year-old if I really wanted to. I mean, but first of yeah. all, I haven't been training in so long because, yeah. of first of all, quarantine. My uh, yeah. main uh, trainer left for California. I mean, I'm interested in it, and I loved, fi- and I loved it. Yep. I think that no matter uh, – depending on the op- your opportunity, I think that if you really want it, you should go for it. And not even just going to compete for actual matches, but, you know, you're uh, – f- better in shaped guy you know you've broken your nose broken this and that and that 30 is gonna suck for you uh because of rugby but uh i think that you know just being in the gym and being around them and everything learning something different and then maybe something will snap and be like you know what if i'm able to put my time into this uh you have no no clue i think always have it in your back pocket on your roster instead of just being like oh well i can't because i'm at, i'm gonna have to go th- 100% into it which majority if you're going to fight yes you actually yeah, you have would to. you would absolutely I think you should always just put it on a back burner and be like, I can do this. You know, kind of like your dad. You know, he doesn't use it every day, but he still understands, yeah, he, like, the groundwork and stuff. It's muscle memory. He's insane. Like, he, him and my trainer would go for, like, 10-minute long matches oh, of jiu-jitsu. Which God. Is, if you had never done jiu-jitsu, it's one of the most tiring things you could possibly do, oh, yeah. I, in my opinion. Like, yeah, you can go jog five miles. You feel that same after you've jogged that five miles. You feel the same way after 10 minutes of jiu-jitsu. Oh, God. Because you're using every all these muscles mm-hmm. in your body trying to throw this weight constantly over or to a position you really want to be nuts. in and you have to dominate them and when they're trying to resist you for 10 minutes nuts man. trying to get on uh, get a lock on somebody and then or you could have them like their knee on your belly oh god that's hurt so see, bad see that was like one of the big the, uh that's still i remember in the whenever i did wrestling my sophomore year or tried it because i was bad everybody knows um i uh there was a sign in the wrestling room saying Life. Uh, once you've done wrestling, everything else is easier. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, because once you once you do something very like taxing um, on your body, taxing on your body, yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like a lot more things are easier on oh, you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or a lot more things don't require as much effort mm-hmm. that you originally thought. Mm-hmm. It's all about mindset. All in about my opinion. Yeah. All about mindset. Absolutely. Because if you've done something so hard, mm-hmm. what's the like? And you thought this other thing was hard, and you feel like it's easy. I'm like, mm-hmm. what else is easy right now? Mm-hmm. What else can I do? That's why everybody, why freaking Michael Jordan took a year off and played baseball. They thought he was going to be a phenomenal baseball player. He, I mean, he was in the minors, yeah. but he hit a home run. Mm-hmm. He did some really good catches. Mm-hmm. Like He had some skill. Like yeah. He was a multi-talented uh, S- athlete. He is the, I was re- I was reading it, like he is like one of, I think one or two in basketball hubs are probably going to hate me for saying this, but he's only one of the people who've done uh, two three-peats. Um, for the Bulls, he won three twice, oh, yeah. three t- three championships. He's, he's the greatest. Phenomenal. He's the first uh, billionaire athlete too. Also, I want to talk about the greatest in like a sport or something like that. Oh, so when you taken. say someone's the greatest, okay, you put them on a high pedestal. Yeah, but then you have other people like, oh, what about Kobe? What about LeBron? What about this? Now, I think everybody's good like, in their own field. I don't think there's actually a certain a um, greatest. Yeah. I don't believe in the word greatest. In yeah, my okay, opinion. okay. I believe you have a guy who's dominant. All these years, mm-hmm. and he was great. Yeah. But then you have all these up and comers, and people always want to compare him. Yeah. So you're never gonna have an actual greatest that everybody can agree on. No, absolutely not. There's no. always gonna be somebody about what about this guy, and then you like, look at his stats. You're like, oh yeah, he was really good. And that's like, 
And, you know, if you can call, and it's kind of hard not to call Gretzky the great one when he is called the great one, but that's like saying, uh, well, you know, you, you know, you look at what Mario Lemieux, because Mario Lemieux was, just had the phenomenal skill of Gretzky, but he was bigger. He was Gretzky's bigger. tiny. Yeah, Gretzky was, was really yeah. tiny. Gretzky so, was only like maybe 5'10", 5'9", 100 and maybe... 80 pounds but he had a wicked say. slap shot but he had a wicked <laughs> slap shot and he was able to just do things and the game just clicked for him when not a lot of people were doing that and also it's a different game you know people were just playing hockey they weren't yeah. taking it 100% like now like you're on a nutritional diet you're working out with the team every single day you're traveling the game was not as fast as it is now and then Mario Lemieux came out and everyone called him a bigger Gretzky because he was a big guy oh yeah he like, was Mario Lemieux huge like even with pads on and skates he's terrifying <laughs> um, him hitting you at like 30 hitting you exactly <laughs> like so um on bar down quiz yeah, the bar down, you know, yeah. Corwin, right? Yeah, how he does, he goes. I'm a little bit sketchy about the Gretzky great one because all I see is he, him like scoring pucks along the ice. Yeah, and when you look at the uh, his um like uh what are they call replays highlights replays highlights yes, yeah. you see a lot of that. And then he goes, I would debate like his highlights aren't the greatest to watch. Uh, Yamir Yager's highlights are amazing. Lemieux's highlights are amazing. Like they're they're scoring like, these amazing goals. Yeah. Now he goes. Now skill wise, I don't know where to put them. Mm-hmm. Me personally. Like you could, you could have like a McDavid between the leg shot. Yep. And versus a Gretzky um, slap shot where the goalies didn't go down the butterfly every single time. Yep. So, yeah, he scored a lot of goals. Yep. But also, you have to look at the sports progression mm-hmm. and how much better people are going. Yeah, definitely. Because you, you could have if Conor McDavid played back then, way more points than. And that, Gre- and, I, I would, yeah. I'll make the debate way more points than Gretzky, but then again, you have people like, oh, you, what about the uh, the guys who just wanted to beat you up the whole time? Mm-hmm. You, what about the big guys that the, the team only hired? Nobody fight? touched Gretzky. Yeah, nobody. Nobody touched. touched yeah, because Gretzky. that's why. That, that nobody exactly. touched Gretzky. He always had an enforcer on his yeah, team. Yeah, always had because you know or he had on his be, line. Yeah, he was very. Yeah, and I've actually always, if I ever get the chance to like, because uh, um, and that's something I think Gretzky doesn't want to bring. Um, shine to you know because he's he's a very general person he doesn't want to put a bad image on the game but if i could like always meet him i would have been like who's like the meanest guy to go against whenever you were in your prime time i was like because you because you know because that was literally the game like you yeah. know you look at the rivalries because just the hockey guy and everybody of a uh, colorado versus uh new uh, colorado versus uh detroit Colorado versus New Jersey because they were the team in 2000s oh, and they yeah. were just beating the crap out of each other. And they had giant guys to literally beat up any one of your star players. Yeah, pure aggression. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then you had just the, the game was like in that stage of like going from uh, like basically vigilantes on the ice to okay, let's actually play this game because nobody fights anymore. Well, fighting's not going I, to I end really tomorrow, not next year, but it's it's decreasing. It's decreasing. Sadly decreasing. Sadly even, decreasing. That's part of the sport and. It w- an yeah. exciting part of the sport. Mm-hmm. You still have some enforcers on on oh, teams, yeah. but they're very dying out. Like you have Reeves. Everybody oh, yeah. loves Reeves. Everyone loves Reeves. Uh, you have Wilson. Wilson. You have uh, Evander uh, Kane. Evander Kane. You got Evander Chara. Chara, 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 Chara is not afraid to scrap. He's, he's not afraid. No. He, no. Did you see the fight with Maroon earlier? Oh yeah, like, exactly. They, bo- uh, they both give each other respect too. Oh yeah, it's like good fight. You know, <laughs> like good fight, man. <laughs> because at the end of the day, and I think that is so. That is so. That is like Maroon's pure, one of the enforcers, by the way. Yeah, pure class. Uh, pure class individuals when it comes to sports because, like, especially when you, I, I see that when it comes to the handshake line after you beat somebody, whether you hate that one person, you still, even though you win, lost, you still go through that handshake and you say good job. You know, yes. you may not mean it in there, but the, the fact that in a lot, and a Marty Berdur even hates that he didn't do that. 
Marty Bader beat uh, the New York Rangers, uh, and I don't remember. It was Sean Sean Avery. Avery. It, Sean Avery. Yeah, he did the stick thing. And then the day later, they made that rule. Yeah, <laughs> it was they, hilarious. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched that uh, rewind. Oh, beef history. It's beef fucking history. phenomenal. I love it. <laughs> phenomenal. And he comes back and goes, I should have shaken his hand. Yeah. Be, but uh, uh, Bader is uh, phenomenal. He's literally one of the, the greatest, greatest goaltenders. So. Well, on that pedestal, and then you have other people putting people. Yeah, exactly. But, but so. I, I, I like using that word. Everybody mm-hmm. likes using that word. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, he's one of the greats. Yeah, so he, he does hate how a lot of people go. Why didn't you shake and ha- shake his hand? He comes out and he's like, "Cause I was pissed, you know, I didn't like the guy." Yeah, but there's actual beef there. But there's actually no, beef there. At the okay, at the end of the day, like, I'm gonna switch this over a little bit. Um, rugby, Go you for it. you have guys that will have evil intentions when they hit you. Mm-hmm. Like in every single rugby game I played, sadly, our season got cut short because of COVID. Um, I got punched every single game. Now I I don't know half of those were intentional, or half it was unintentional. But every single but it'd be different if you were playing basketball. Yes, you know what I mean. Like I got kicked in the throat. <laughs> yeah, I I knew it wasn't. He didn't mean to do it. He yeah. meant to, he panicked and tried to kick the ball, and I dove on the ground to get the ball. Ow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm still gonna shake your hand. Definitely. Unless I unless you unless I know it's purposely intentional on yeah. another teammate or me, or like if you. Continue to try, or like if you just have evil intentions. But like, yeah. I'll shake everybody's hand because you put your body, there's a difference and between, soul, yeah. and your mindset on that line. Absolutely, for the game. There's a difference between playing the sport. I'll and give taking you it personally. respect. Yes. Yeah. I'll like, give you respect. Absolutely. Like UFC. If if you two trained your whole life to go through this and you beat the living crap, crap out of uh, each yeah, other, yeah. You're gonna shake. I want. I'll be the guy who shakes your hand. Say, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? You beat the crap out of me today. Or <sighs> hey, you know what? Good fight. And that's when a you lot can't of the let stuff. Emotion, I mean, yeah, emotions yeah. can fuel you, but you can't let emotions overtake you. You sometimes. can't, and that's why there was, and th- I think that's a l- why a lot of people don't like. You know, th- there's two sides because a lot there's a lot of pressure on Dana White, the commissioner of the UFC, for Khabib and uh, McGregor too, because last time they just kind of the media just put it insane. McDavid was fire. Uh, I mean, McDavid, McGregor <laughs> was firing shots. Khabib was firing shots because M- Khabib was the underdog. Yeah, uh, and then he you was have the, the underdog. Then you, you have the ha- quote that everybody, like all Khabib fans, quote mm. to McGregor: "It's only business. It's only business." And it's and then, uh, like you know, uh, two days before the actual fight or whatever, uh, McGregor threw a dolly at Khabib's like well, it tour the, bus. It wasn't the fight. It was um, like a press conference or something. like that, It was that, a right? press conference way back, way back. Yeah, uh, where Khabib stopped one of McGregor's teammates yeah. and threatened him because he made a comment about him, something like that. And McGregor was pissed. Oh, of course. So he went after. Him like to confront him by himself, and McGre- uh, Khabib already got on the bus, and mm-hmm. he was angry. And people were like, no, 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 don't do this. And he wanted to get him off the bus, but he wouldn't get off the bus, so he threw the dolly. Now he's gonna, get, he got charges. He had oh, to yeah. pay a lot of stuff. Yeah. But then you have the talk of anybody else who did that probably would be kicked out of the UFC if he wasn't a b- that big of a star. But anyway, yeah. that happened way before, and that's when the beef, like I guess, the beef started. Yep. I mean, yeah, they were firing shots at each other the mm-hmm. whole time, but like. Everybody does that, and that's and that's that's and that's part of the actual sport. And I think that, uh, and that kind of leads me to the actual topic about when is too much too much. I get that. So, um, I would I would say McGregor went a little bit over the line with Khabib. Yeah, commenting about his wife on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the p- posts that people have screenshot because McGregor took it down. Yeah. He literally. So, uh, Khabib's a Muslim, right? Yes. 
he his wife has to wear um the, hijab, hijab, hijab and like has to cover yeah. her face because yeah. it's part of the religion. Yeah. And he McGregor literally posts on Twitter, "Your wife is like a towel cloth that I come in or something like that." Oh God, yeah. You and then yeah. at that point, I'm like, "Holy shit, McGregor! You like, must be you must on. be drunk or yeah, something." Yeah, I know. But dude, like, that you can't do that <sighs> because not only does that put I understand like the way you're doing that, but not only do you it'd be different if you were just not a part of the UFC. But the UFC takes in a lot of money, and uh, and if you since you're a star, people are gonna look you're a at star, what you said. You're gonna look at that, and you know that, and you know you may be, uh, yeah, it is just business, exactly. But you're not in that ring because you're making money. You're in that ring because you've been so good because of the UFC likes you. And if you fuck that up, don't bite the hand that be- don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, you know? you're, you're literally biting what they've put you on the pedestal, yes, and you literally exactly. like I'm gonna use as much as I can on this pedestal. No, no, no. go along. Like you need to treat the pedestal with respect. Bite them, bite you back. But yeah, that was over the line. I didn't even know about that. Oh yeah, it's, I it never was, knew it was that. Crazy. He deleted it like an like uh, thirty <laughs> minutes or like a couple minutes after he posted that. But so many people screenshot that. Not surprised, like, man. It's there was just so much stuff that they b- both said to each other, mm-hmm. and that that explains why Khabib blew went ham after the fight. Because mm-hmm, he was just pissed. He was he pissed, was, and I think it was, and I think, and Connor in that fight was terrified. Uh, he was terrified of being on the ground. Terrified of being on the ground. He exactly. Did, he did land some shots. He but did. They weren't. They weren't, they weren't as close no. to like he was Absolutely already tired. Not. Yeah, he so, was. Uh, Conor McGregor is one of those athletes that are uh, muscle twitch fibers, so mm-hmm. he could. For the first, like the for the first round, Conor McGregor is the one of the greatest guys you could ever face because he has he his stamina, his body, like the way he was brought up, his stamina is not well. His stamina in the first round is phenomenal, mm-hmm. but anywhere after his power decreases heavily mm-hmm. because of his, what his body does. Because he was like a quick muscle muscle twitch fighter, like it used a lot of force to throw like a heavy punch, but if he connects, you're almost done. You're gone. So the first round, once you get past the first round of Conor McGregor. You have a really good chance of winning the fight. It's like me and Rainbow. Yes. <laughs> well, it, unless they get used to or predict what you're gonna do, yeah, you're deadly. Like yeah. it's you and Spoon. Yeah. Like, We're I, great I talk, for the first two to, minutes. <laughs> I talked to Ethan last night. Of I'm like I figured out how Spoon plays now and how he gets so good sometimes. Mm-hmm. He really walk in a room not even ADSing, mm-hmm. because he relies on his reactions on people who shoot at him in the room. If they miss the first couple shots, he'll lock under their head. Mm-hmm. Like his his reflexes are insane because I've watched him mm-hmm. when I died. He's are insane, but if you catch him off guard, you you have to land the first couple shots on spoon, or else you're dead. Or else you're dead, exactly. And I think that, uh, and that's like a perfect example of just what what's going on. Oh man, like uh, that's what look, look, Conor McGregor. If he doesn't land his first couple shots in the first round, he's not going to do very well. What does Justin have to do against Khabib? Like, does he just have to keep him? Like, does he have to just block the shot? Does he have like he not, has I mean, like, to shots stay to get, away? To the ground. So y- stay away from the ground. Stay, stay away from the ground and stay away from the back of the cage. That's it. So yeah. if Khabib gets you to your back to the cage, you're fucked. He you, has his he right lock. hand, so you can't go right. Yep. He has his takedown, so you can't go left. His legs are locked. Yes, and mm-hmm. and he'll lock your legs up. He'll yep. use that little thing that he locks your legs up with his legs, and mm-hmm. so you can't move. All you have mm-hmm. is your upper body, which produces. And you, when oh, you only use your upper body, God. it takes so much energy you're to try, move. You're trying to breathe. You're that's trying. That's to how move. Poirier. Yeah. Poirier. Oh yeah. That's oh, how yeah. he got so tired. Oh yeah, absolutely. He also. Well, I mean, he got he got the Khabib in the rear naked choke. Yeah. He put so much effort because he was like, "Oh, this is my chance." He put so much. Strength, like if you he try to choke it. somebody and it's not working, and you're putting all your effort into, you're gonna be tired. Your exactly. arms oh, yeah. gonna be tired. Oh god! Like your arms gonna feel like it's dead. Oh god! I I've know. had that happen to me so many times with jujitsu. You, yeah, you like, think you have somebody in this? You try your hardest to make them uh, tap, 
and, and you just go limp. You're like, and then uh, and then your arm, and then they get out of it, and then you're so tired after that. And you, you're like, and you're you like, start oh taking deep God. breaths. And now he, he just fought for his life, so he might be a little bit tired. But Khabib, since he's so well on the ground, he was fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got out of that. Sweet. Cool. Now I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna beat the living crap out of you, and yeah. you're, you're just like, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, can I get a cot in the back? <laughs> can I get in the back? Okay, hold on, time, time. That's why Khabib's minutes. so dominant. Like he has so much stamina on the ground. No. Now the way to beat Khabib, stay away from the, stay away from the fence, watch the takedowns, mm-hmm. and outstrike him. Mm-hmm. The uh, Connick tried to knock him out. Yeah. Now, Khabib knows that's the way Connick is going to do that. Oh, so absolutely. That's the one number one thing he trained on probably mm-hmm. is to dodge punches. And work a lot on your ground game, mm-hmm. away from the fence or against the fence, and that's why people thought the uh, it was so dominant. Because I mean, Conor actually won a round against Khabib. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. The very first round that Khabib ever ever lost it was against Conor McGregor. Really? So he had to be on. Like, Conor McGregor oh. had to, had to know something. But also, then you have Conor McGregor saying, "Oh, I didn't train as hard as this other match." As the other match, I'm like, dude, this is the biggest match of your life, and you're gonna say that. It's just. I think that a lot of it was, um, a lot of it was, like, the Khabib, like, the whole time, like, Conor McGregor was firing shots, uh, Khabib was just like, all right, you can say whatever you want to me, but once we're in that octagon, ding, ding, you're mine, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? You're mine. Like, you're mine, it's just like, and that's just so nope. intimidating, because a lot of fighters are just like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, Khabib's like, okay, okay, cool, all right. Once all I right. got your leg, you're done. <laughs> you're, you're done, exactly, and that's just, that's so... Like in, like all that entitlement in the, in the everything that he has, just the confidence that he brings to every single match, whether it's Poye, whether it was just everybody that he was just uh, dominating. You're just like, like what? Um, it's just a lot of respect towards him and everything. And you know, and, and you and I, and even when Rogan talks about him, Rogan's like, Rogan co- was calling him out, not not calling him out like uh, like like oh he's a bitch, but like calling him out like he calling was talking he was talking about Khabib before we knew about Khabib. He's like, bro, there's this new guy in Russia that's like 25 and 0. Oh, and yeah. now he's twenty eight now, uh, and he's gonna he, and he's just insane. Like this guy is gonna be like the next big thing. Because Rogan has so much insight in the UFC. Oh and yeah, he loves the sport. Oh yeah, to the point he looks at almost every fight, like in depth. Like uh, that guy has, like he'll he'll make comments about like guys in the early age, like he Gaethje before he was ever thrown to the pedestal. Gaethje, that's how you pronounce Khabib. it. Gaethje. Um, he was like Gaethje. Like he started watching his fights. Like he made comments about it on another podcast. Like uh, I think he did like a week ago. Or like a few days ago, he's like, "Dude, Gaethje." I was watching Gaethje, and I'm like, "This kid has boxing skill and power, mm-hmm. and you must be fear you must fear him when you're standing up against him." All my, uh, I was I called one of my buddies uh, that I used to work at Olive Garden with, his name Anthony, and we were talking. I go, "Bro, did you watch UFC last night?" He's like, "Oh fuck yeah, I did." <laughs> and we were just talking about that, and, he, and then he asked me, he goes, "What was Ferguson not doing, taking him to the ground?" I go, "Gaethje's amazing on the ground but too." I said to you, and you said that, and I said, "My buddy Patrick told me that they're both phenomenal on the ground." He goes, "Oh." That's probably why I go. Yeah, there's a certain level of, like, striking is one of the most unpredictable mm-hmm. um, martial arts you could ever take. Oh my god! Because any somebody could kick you from a weird angle, and you'd be like, "What the? Where? I've never seen that before." Like striking is you could add so much levels to striking. Yep. So people, that's why you see. Uh, that's why it's most the most fun too, because you you might see a knockout at any point. Like, or talk about that early fight in Ganu. He yeah. doesn't have the best. Um, what do you call it? Um, Groundwork? No, no uh, okay. striking. Uh, like striking perfect ability? Striking, yeah. Uh, like the, I, I'm forgetting the, the word. The reach or just the actual like uh, motion of it? So he flares wildly with his fist. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not he like doesn't a have classic control. one, too. Control. Um, there's Aim another word I'm looking for, whatever. but oh, well. Um, 
But if he even connects with you at yeah. one of those punches, you're, you're out. gone. You're gone. That's what's scary. You can have a guy who doesn't have as much skill in striking as you and just start flailing his arms. And if he connects with one of those, you're going to be hurt. Damn. Absolutely. Like striking not, is bro. such a different level. Like you can take it to so many different levels. That's why people s- strike so much. Now, but when you're training like that, is it whenever you're training against either opponent, do you try and get good at everything or do you so just try and find your rhythm? Watching tape. Is uh, a great oh big yeah, thing. Absolutely. So like, okay, so when you throw this right hand right here, this guy's always like a- every single time, uh, someone throws a right hand against them, he always leans this way. Follow, uh, follow that up with a left yeah. kick, or follow that up with a body shot. Follow that up with this, because the because human tendencies and your reactions sometimes you always do something repetitively. It's kind of like a mental playbook. If he does this, then I have a th- I have a so way have to a, counter it. You have it open to counter it. You mm-hmm. have it open to do this. Oh, he always leans to the right every time I throw a jab. Yep. I'm going to throw a right hook right as I throw oh that jab. God, it's all it's it's a literally like a tennis match in your head. Mm-hmm. It's like a bracket system. Oh, that didn't work. Let's go up. Oh, yeah. that didn't work. And if Let's your game back. plan doesn't work, mm-hmm. now you're fighting on reaction and your f- fight game IQ. Oh, Cuz now you have to figure out what they do in the ring as that happens. Oh, my God. So you jab, and he always parries it. Throw a fake jab, and then throw a left hook in there. Or throw a fake jab, and then stick that jab. So it's fighting is such a uh, mental sport. It's main like Mike Tyson's even said it's mainly mentality. Oh my god! He, he knocked see, out so yeah. In just, the, yeah, did you see about that? He maybe he's coming back events against bro, Evander see, Holyfield, did you fuck, which did you looks see insane too. All his fucking Instagram. Oh yeah, bro! Wow, 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 I'm like that. That 50 year old can kill anybody. Oh still. my god! It's so just also, I want to I want to make a comment. Go for on, it. Um, go for when, it. When uh, Mike Tyson did an interview with Joe Rogan, he said, "I don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to train. I don't want to th- shadow box. I want to do that." And then Joe Rogan was like, "Why?" Dude, you you mate, you're one of the greats at it. Why would you? Do? He goes, because my ego will return. Uh, my ego of I can beat anybody and knock out anybody will return. Oh, uh, yeah. And a month a month or two later, look what happened. Now he's like, I want to fight anybody. I want to fight somebody. Look at me. Look look how I hit that. Like he looks like the the old Mike Tyson, and ha- still have the strength of it. He goes, I want to fight anybody. And then Vander Holyfield, uh, I don't know if you know him all too mm. much about boxing. I do not. Another big boxing geek. Uh, he looks insane too. Mm. He looks he's like a ripped fifty year old too. And he can fight. It's to the point where uh, you know, everybody like money is money, but now the fact that like, oh, like because Mike Tyson doesn't need money. He's freaking loaded. He's he's one he's of the loaded. greats. He has, a, he has his own weed strain. Yeah, he's fi- exactly like he's he's fine, you know what I mean? But I think it's more about, you know, you love it so much and you know, he may not I'm not saying like he has nothing else in his life, but you know, you kinda like get hungry for that like adrenaline rush again. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So you want you know. I can get that kind of too because like I'll I'll be fighting for a while and like I I post on my store on Snapchat or something like that. Yeah, like, I want to get back back in the fight game because some nights I'll be like, I really just want to fight again. Yeah, I really just want to spar against somebody. It's, it's more about the actual aggression. It's more about just playing, getting that like like getting nervous during a game seven. Like you're hungry before that. You're before you're the anticipation of like a gig. Not only do you want the win, you want the process, the journey towards that. Oh yeah, because then you feel amazing end. afterwards. Because mm-hmm. then you feel like I actually did good today. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you do bad today. That like maybe a gig didn't go too well for you. Yeah. I got hit. I got hit with a good punch, and I'm yeah. like, I shouldn't have got hit by that. Mm-hmm. Or like a uh, rugby, I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. You well, learn. You learn. You live. It's a learn. learning curve. It's a learning. Yeah, exactly. The it's learning, learning curve. curve. Absolutely. I, feel, I fucking feel that, man. It's. It's. I. I love combat sports, though. Oh man, it's. <laughs> it's. To the point where um, not only is there so much money into it, UFC is such is 
bigger than like I guess anybody can because a lot of people just hear about the money and they're like, oh, it's just not worth it because of the money and everything. And then you just see because of the injuries, you see it because not only is it two people that are just, you know, you know, the the respect goes a long way. And we talked about that and everything. But I just think that uh, UFC has just barely begun because, you know, you know, who the person who dethrones Khabib, like they're gonna be looked at now as as, as a great one as a great one exactly you know for the first time we have this opportunity in the, I guess in the first time in the sport where this guy's undefeated and it's just like whoa like, I guess what's you could next? compare Khabib to a Mike Tyson in that aspect I mean maybe I might be overreaching this but he's undefeated whoever defeats Mike Tyson you're gonna look at him and be like whoa damn but the guy who defeated Mike Tyson I can't remember his name off the top of my head and I'm gonna kick myself. He actually lost his next fight. Mm. And then Mike Tyson regained his title after some stuff, mm-hmm. but then he lost it to somebody else. Like, it's like, yeah, it's man. crazy. Like, it's nuts. Like, the guy who defeats you could be anybody. It could be like a guy who's not as good as you in a certain aspect, and yeah. he could beat you. And then that guy could lose the next time uh, versus a guy you already beat. Yeah, no. Man. Like, say I went champion, and I versed you, and you beat me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. I, let's say I defeated Jackson along my way. Like, I'm just using our friends because yeah, it would be yeah, more relatable. Yeah. yeah. Say ja- I beat Jackson along the way. Mm-hmm. And, but then he comes and beats you and gets the championship. Yeah. Like, that could happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then I could go against Jackson again and beat him. Like, yeah, it's just... I, you could always have that win over me, mm-hmm. but I could have that win over Jackson. It, it's a harder, it's because it's a 1v1. You know, you're playing for yourself. Like, you are the team. Uh, also, disclaimer, Jackson, if you ever listen to this, I'm not actually using <laughs> you're, we're not, we're I'm not, we're, not we're, actually fighting shots. It's just a relatable thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we're not fighting. Oh, good. I think that, no, it's it's just a very, very big sport that I'm very excited to, like, finally get into. And the, I think that no matter what, you know, the person who knocks Khabib on his ass that the, we're gonna turn heads. That will oh, be yeah. the, that that will be the day. And then Joe Rogan even said this: the new blood coming out in the fight game is so intense because now that MMA is actually a sport, mm-hmm. instead of er, back in the day where people were like, dude, it's just human cockfighting. Yeah, you're just, just throwing two guys in there nearly nude to f- throw a hand at each no. other. No, it is uh, no. Now it's now it's a sport. People can train in every aspect of that sport. And now the new blood, like in today's generation, nuts, is going to be insane. I know, man. So like. Like all these fighters said, like Michael Bisping, uh, George St. Pierre, yeah. Joe Rogan, they're all saying the new blood that's going to come out. We still have so far to go in this sport. Oh yeah, man, and that's everybody. Like you know, we're getting to the point where uh, and uh, Gary Vee says this about whenever he owns the New York Jets. He goes, "When I'm an 86 year old and I own the Jets and I'm playing because uh, hopefully by then we have um, engineers to give me you know 30 uh, year old legs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know." But that's just a long stretch. But you you never know what can happen and everything. Like with treating concussions and everything, and just treating you know so many different stuff. Like and a lot of what uh, what did Rogan say? Rogan was having a bait with Shapiro about weed, and he goes how people with jujitsu they wrestle or uh, or do jujitsu high because oh, yeah. because it, it's able to calm them down, it's able to help them. Like you don't really take pain really well because you're kind of high, but. I think people get the wrong sense of like kind of doing drugs with sports because you know, and I think they kind of get like kind of like a bad publicity about that. Yeah. But there's new science, there's new stuff about how you're not just rolling a joint right before you go. Maybe you are. That's uh, the Diaz though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know. But whatever floats their boat, you know, I, I think it's the next thing that we do because we, of course, we look at weed completely differently than we did ten like ten years ago. Yeah. Obviously, of course. But it's just the next big thing. So uh, I actually watched that podcast not too long ago. Oh my just God, be- just because I like listening to podcasts and Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, 
that podcast was very like I I like learning about stuff. Yeah, it's very like weed. Like the, I think the UFC even like said, "Hey, you can test positive for weed, but it can't be over a certain level." Yeah, because uh, who was it that got banned? Not Nate Diaz. Was Nick D- Nick Diaz? Do you, Nick you know Diaz. he fought GSP George St. Pierre. Yes. Hi. High off his ass. Now I actually and didn't he know. Barely lost. Damn. I against mean, one of the greats. I don't know. It's it, it's interesting because I, I are think you, that was the fight that he got high. Like I got think caught. that I think that that's actually I didn't know that you, you know to a certain limit that you actually can, and also, well, that's because one they of those, banned yeah. him for like two years, mm. and then people are like, "What? He was high one fight, and you banned him for like almost like two years of his, ma- <sighs> of, his of his prime to do like." And then with all this research coming out about weed, it's not affecting him in any way. Like, and then people think, are like, "Oh well, yeah. what about the what about the pain thing?" And then you're like, "Where do you go from there?" And it, then like all that stuff. So I think that you know, uh, UFC is probably the best sport to take that privilege because it's different than you know Brady smoking a joint before or something like that. It's different than LeBron. Well, being all on the sports court. are evolving to that. Exactly, and I think that's just kind of like the next chapter about how. Um, that we have all the science and everything, as long as they're doing it responsibly and they're not, you know, snorting a coke, uh, snorting a line of coke before they <laughs> John do <Jones>. something, <laughs> something like you know exactly. Like you know, they have to make sure that they're being safe. They have to make sure that they're not, especially with Corona out and everything. That that's kind of like on the top turner because you don't know who you got that strain from, blah blah. blah whether it's laced, or, like or and if they're gonna turn the tables. Oh well, he just got the best of me. No, 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 no. That's on yourself. I think that as long as you take ownership of everything that you do going into that fight. You can be drunk off your ass. Like, who fucking cares? You know what I mean? I think that the UFC, since you're not in a team aspect, should be the best of both worlds. Yes, but I also think that uh, I don't want – you actually have to put regulations on this stuff too because mm-hmm. you, you don't want a guy showing off drunk off his ass no, to a fight no, no, and no, getting no, no, obliterated no. Yeah. to the point where he is sent to the hospital for yep. a long period of time because yep. then, yep. then yep. people can be like, what is the UFC doing? Why did they just do that yep. to that person? Why did yep. they let him fight? And that's why – and that's what's kind of – and that, I think that's what the chapter – the chapter is not going to be complete tomorrow, next yeah. week, two years. No, the sport's going to evolve. This is five years down the road yeah, where like we're – able to do it. I also think we're in the prime type of sp- prime time of sports right now. Mm-hmm. Cuz hockey's getting better. Mm-hmm. More strategies being used. UFC's getting better because of new j- talent, new stuff that's coming out. You got basketball that you get like Zion Williams. You have just giant mm-hmm. giant guys that are like 250 pounds that can jump 10 feet in the air. The fact that uh getting a shoe size 10 is now small yeah, <laughs> that's I I can't believe that like a kid like it's so funny the uh, kid that I used to go to school with Sam uh, Sam uh, Sam Holloway uh, shout out Sam you're the man um but dude this guy's just huge and I go bro what's that sh-? and he was literally sitting down one day in his desk and I walk next to him and his literally his legs when he sits down are as big as my legs because uh, I'm short but I was just like what the hell it's just it's literally the next chapter of just you know kids are just eating right no kids yeah, w- kids didn't go to the gym 20 years ago kids yeah. are you know going like putting it on their Instagram stories because there was no Instagram of like I'm getting a rich they're not taking protein shakes and, and like you know eating. we're not having these like pills that you can take that like produce like better vitamins yeah. for you to better think we, 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 we're, yeah. we're, no kids we're, we're taking society that has so much yeah. health benefits yeah. to you yeah that you could literally be like you could literally ha- look, have the best shaped body in your lifetime, mm-hmm. 
at, if you at really 30, you, if, at not even 30, at, at like 25, you can be in the best shape of ever and then keep that progression. Oh, yeah, like this, like Mike Tyson, he's like 50 years it's old, and, and he, he still looks ripped. He got lucky, though, because he got lucky because he was uh, in that sport, and he, even in the podcast, you said that he was doing a lot of drugs, you know, he was... He you was know, doing a lot of drugs, he had a pet... T- like, he was... He, his mindset was so thrown off mm-hmm. because of how much how much money and how great he was being talked at. Like, yeah. once you hear... Okay, yeah. I, I want to go to this real quick. Go for it. Um, so when you guys say, Patrick, you could beat anybody's ass, I, I always, like... <laughs> I was like, I'm always skeptical about that because I'm not the greatest in any aspect. Anybody can get lucky. But you have your routine that I you're have able my to routine, back up yes, everything. But anybody can get knocked out. Oh, yeah. Anybody can have a lucky punch. Mm-hmm. Anybody can... Beat somebody up. Ten years experience. The small guy can beat the tall guy, or the tall guy can absolutely dominate the small guy. Ten years experience can do a lot for you, but uh, ten years experience to one second of a clean hit, done. But that mindset of people telling you you're the greatest, or you can do this, you can do this, it's gonna it's gonna fuel something in you. So it's very dangerous. I'm trying not to have a good big ego about this. And and you're fine, Patrick. Yeah. No, I'm just going into the mental standpoint. No, no, no. You were you were the ego that Mike Tyson had Mm -hmm. threw his whole game off. Yep. That's how he got defeated. He no. got knocked out. Now, what about like Muhammad Ali? Muhammad Ali. Uh, he got. When, when did he lose first? Uh, you can do it. Stay on target. He got defeated. How long was his career? It was. It was. Because uh, he came out. He. He. I mean, because it was like. Let's see. We're talking in seventies, right? I watched a lot of his fights, but I'm not a big like. I. I recognize him as one of the greats, of oh, course. Oh, absolutely. But I. I don't know all the stats. He about was him. huge. Oh yeah, yeah, he was tall. Yeah, he's he was tall. the tall, lengthy guy. Damn, that yeah, just could literally move quick on his feet and jab you from anywhere, and you'd be like, "Ow, ow, ow!" And just yeah. well, like butterfly sing like a beat. Like he'll just repeatedly hit you until you go down. Now, what do you think of Mayweather? One of the greats. One of the greats. Undefeated. He has such a good defensive style. Mm-hmm. He got. He has gone against so many guys who have knocked so many people out and just barely got hit. Mm-hmm. He. He's insane, but, yeah. also, but also his mindset is he likes to spend money. Yeah, he thinks of himself as the greatest yeah. and everything, and people are like, okay, fight this guy, and he goes, nah, like he'll he'll dodge fights. Mm-hmm. But then again, once you fought for so many time, I think he's he's considered he's retired, retired, quote unquote. But he's coming back. But he's coming back. But he's coming back because he needs the money because he spends so much. And he does. He, I think he does, and it's it's interesting because that 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 brings you back it's to the mindset. argument of yeah, it, it it builds you up of having that ego, it builds you up about you know presenting yourself as either the greatest or. Uh, you know, going through your whole life as telling people that, oh, you can do this, you can do that. Because it's, it's hearing something repeatedly yeah. for so many times, you're going to think it's truth. Mm-hmm. If you hear something so many times, you're going to think, oh, that's, that has to be the truth because so many people have told me. Yeah, you have to you be, think yeah. that's you th- You think, this has some be truth in this, so I must act on it. Mm-hmm. I must act like it's the truth. And mm-hmm. if you get proven wrong, you're going to be like, nobody told me. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I thought this was the tr- what? Like, <laughs> like it's like Mike Tyson. You, you can never be defeated. He'd be like, "Oh, I can never be defeated." Defeated gets knocked out, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you have to understand your skill set. You, you have to be humble. Understand your skill set. Understand to not bring a knife to a gunfight. Uh, to just any any fa- any match, whether you're doing or whatever, and you know it's same thing. And I think that's one of the big things about UFC. You don't have a team behind you, which is you. And well, you you have your coaches and everything. Oh, you have They're your coaches, you, but they when, when they lock the doors, it's just you just and that you. other and the other. Opponent. And that's more taxing on you, no matter what you're facing or how you're facing it. Yeah, but going back to the prime, we're in the prime of sports where everything's oh, God, exciting. I know, man. But that's why when COVID hit. Yeah, all the when all the sports were canceled, everybody's like, "What do we do?" Because mm-hmm. we're watching such exciting sports right now. Mm-hmm. What do we do? 
and now yeah and i and go for, we can change the topics going yeah, into the topic board and everything uh you're fine dude I, no no this no, is, I, your, I, I, you, I like this this. is your podcast go for it uh do you think that just because of the stop of sports now that we have kind of the distraction and everyone's coping mechanism of not really paying attention to whether it's politics whether it's the media do you think that uh when sports comes back do you think a lot of people are going to have go just of course everyone's going to dive back in because we love sports we love supporting our home team absolutely but do you think that now that we have a break an unexpected break and everyone's actually paying attention to the media do you think that actually that's going to have like a negative effect on people understanding or actually trusting the government because a lot of people are that brings you all the way back to oh yeah people trusting the government back then to now because oh yeah politics is such Oh, I know. Right nowadays, like oh politics is way easier. Oh, well, not, I wouldn't say easier, but it's it all over our faces because it's it's, it's in literally front of shoved our... in your face. Yep. All over and phones. I'm me personally, I try to keep myself as open minded as possible. Uh, you do. So I want I want to hear your argument before I before I want to talk. Okay, I want to have a civil no, discussion no, about people. Definitely. I because think, I don't feel like yeah. yelling at you oh, bro, would you're bring fine. any of my points to your into your head. It's all good. It'll I be like I'm yelling at you and I'm the I'm best. It's all good. I can meet your microphone. <laughs> I can fucking completely go. I don't with think you. yelling at the person would make <laughs> no. anything better. And I, and that's and that's so a phenomenal. I wanna, yeah, phenom- I want to have a civil discussion with the person. Okay, I yeah. hear your point. Mm-hmm. Now here's why I disagree with you. Now I might be wrong. I mm-hmm. need to do more research, mm-hmm. or I have done my research, and here's why I think you're wrong. But people are going off um, facts as their personal beliefs, and yep. I'm more of a fact-based person. Yep. If something is tried and tried and tried, and the same and the same result comes out, I think uh, and science says it's fact. I'm gonna believe that's fact. Now, if now if you're like, oh no, I don't believe that. Why? Well, because it just doesn't feel right. What are you trying to say to me here? It's just because you feel it doesn't right, it's not right. Yeah. Just because you don't think that gun can like, I I believe guns kill people. Really. Really. It's I, I literally you know. all the evidence is shown. It's always the person that's y- using it. Now I do believe. There should be some a uh, little bit more strict mm-hmm. gun laws out there because you like an uh, insane person could s- in some states could still buy a gun. Yep, I, I and mentally you, insane. You and I have had and this debate like, over and over again. I fully yeah. understand where you're coming from. I think that um, it is hard because I listen to a lot of different sides of the table, and uh, and it's a uh, it's it's very very very. Very controversial, no matter yes, what. It's very controversial. One day, oh, it was freaking nuts. So you, you know how pack nobody talks in pack. Yeah, nobody talks well, in pack. Well, some packs, some packs. Because then you have the teachers that wanted everybody to talk. Or you have your pack, friends in some. My pack, pack didn't I, say I Nick, shit. I have Nick Hillness in my oh, pack. I fucking love Nick Hillness. <laughs> okay. And you had Jackson. And I had Basil. And you had Jackson, didn't you? No, I didn't have Jackson. Although you had, Jackson. I had Basil. I had uh, Nick. I had uh, Andrew Howitt. Shout out Andrew Howitt. Oh, no, I know. Uh, me and him were friends back in middle school. Oh, nice. I had Hayden Wyrick. That's right. You went sparing, didn't you? Yeah, I went to sparing. Loser. The uh, jail. No. Yeah. Truman. Tru- sparing was way better than Truman. I'm sorry. Uh, that's when you're <laughs> Teachers wrong. Rise. That's yeah. when you're oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That's when you're wrong. The classic debate of sparing versus Truman. Oh, no, true. <laughs> I, I, I mean, middle school was a shithole no matter what. No, honestly, I don't, I don't yeah, really give a just, crap about who's better. I, oh, just, yeah. I just like watching people's oh, reactions. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think that... Uh, going back towards just debating and everything. Yes, I think that no matter where you're getting, you have to understand both sides. Mm-hmm. You have to understand people's agendas and understand that. And the perspective that I have, my parents being white Americans, very um, you know, middle class, a little upper class. I'm gonna be real, just you know, because I can see the privilege about uh, how everybody else doesn't get like certain things when I go to different uh, people's houses and shit and people that I talk to. Um, I think that in just having civil discussions with my mom about how 
they went through paperwork and paperwork. They went to all their conceal and carry uh, classes just to get, you know, a firearm and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's very unfair to, no matter what we have guns, if we do blah, 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 whatever this, that to have one person either have the agenda of doing something wrong or to somebody not being mentally healthy to have that, to take away all everything from those people to the people who went and have regulations to keep those to keep their keep their possessions and stuff immediately gone. See, I think that's very uh, I, I don't believe that's fair. I really don't. Um, and this is how uh, I was talking to I was fa- actually FaceTiming uh, one of my friends the other day because she was asking me like how I stand politically. And I use this example every single time I go. I'm that type of person where don't take your guns. I don't care who marries who. Exactly. That's what, I'm that's literally, my mindset. Like, so literally, like, when people ask me where do you stand politically, I'm like, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But when I took a test, you're not supposed I, to know. Yeah, you're not. I mean, well, we're, now we're 18. And yeah, like you're 19, I'm be 20. 20. Yeah, we can vote. So now we're supposed to know where we stand. No, no. like we're our minds are still developing until like maybe like uh, new science is saying like until like you're like 25 or something like that. Your mind is fully developed. Like we're still developing and. <laughs> Life is pushing you forward. Ben Shapiro went on a like ten minute rant about how they're trying to get the, for a while. They were like, "Let's move the voting age to 16. What? No, what? Are you kidding <laughs> I me? Heard that. Dude, when I heard that, me I was like, "What? At 16, knowing who's going to be president, no, and who has the right idea? Politics? Are you kidding me? I I was an idiot. I'm still an idiot. Like I'm <laughs> I'm still an idiot teenager." Boy, that is literally knows nothing about. Do you, do you know why they want to push that back though? I don't. Because when you're six, when you're growing up, you are very feelings based. Yeah. About everything. Mm-hmm. They count on your parents to put that on you, and then when you say everything about their parents. Yes, they're very, very like. Oh, I heard this enough. Yeah. Like, going back, I've heard this enough times yep. from an older person. I believe I can respect. Well, yeah, you should respect your parents, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I totally um, understand where you're coming from. Hearing from a higher authority that this is right, you're gonna believe it's right. Yep. So your parents have a huge influence on kids. Oh, absolutely. But I believe as an individual, when you get to age eighteen or above, mm-hmm. you can think however you want. D- if your parents ass. think something and you think opposite, that's okay. You're an adult now. You have your own life ahead of you. It's your life. Think however you want to be. Definitely. You can be. You can change your name. You could be. You can. Now, in my opinion, there's only two. There's Two genders. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's two genders, a male yeah. and female. But yeah. if you want to be called a male name or you want to be a male. Binary, whatever. I know I'm going to call you that. Yeah. But exactly. I, in my head, I'm like, I know there's only two genders. Yeah. Now, you can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not looking for a fight. Because Patrick's a racist. Facts. Yeah. Apparently, I'm racist. Apparently, apparently someone commented. Apparently, apparently. I'm a racist. I'm a racist You're pig. You're a racist pig. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Carter slid up and was like, who was, like, Melvin? Do you know Melvin? The tall black guy on yes, my uh, soccer yes, team. Yes, 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 yes. That's the only way I can describe him. I'm sorry. But shout out to Melvin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's, he immediately sl- slid up and goes, who was this? I'm like, I had no idea. And Anonymous. he goes, dude. Don't listen to them. Yeah. I know you as a person. Yeah. And all my and all everybody starts sliding up like, dude, I know you as a person. You're yeah. not. And that and that's and, like, and that's that, good reassurance. I took that to heart though. Yeah. I took, I'm like, someone actually thinks of me as a racist. <sighs> don't, bro. People, I know. People I, I talk suck. to people about it, and the people are like, don't worry, dude. People don't. suck, man. Like, uh, and that's kind of, and I think because the girl that I was texting or FaceTiming, she goes, "Why did you start this podcast? Or what what got you in the podcasting?" I go, that's "Well, question. for one." <laughs> Uh, and this is kind of have has something to do with it. I was an asshole my freshman and sophomore year. Like I thought it was tough shit. I met you junior, right? Uh, you met me sophomore year. Like barely. We started talking because that was yeah. because because yeah, 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 that yeah. was your freshman because it was Queen, Queen's Crown. Uh, 
Bus ride, Megan. Yeah. Uh, anywho, so oh, okay, I wasn't y- thinking of that immediately. Yeah, but you yeah, know what? Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> we did uh, that, that right. Yeah. And so uh, basically, you know, the reason why I wore a Trump shirt and I was Hispanic, I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was a meme because it kind of was. I, you know, you went off your feelings, correct? You I know went, You thought yeah. it was going to be funny. I thought it was going to be now, funny. I'm not shooting anybody oh, politically. I'm just fine. saying, since you're that age, yeah. you thought it's going to be funny. Yep. It's you're going off feelings. And Sorry, that ahead. that was the year of the election year, and so uh, I was walking around with a Make America Great Again hat and a T-shirt because everybody was walking around. Because I and, I and I thought I was um going along with the crowd, and I thought I was going around with the crowd because for the longest time everybody was wearing their Bernie Sanders shirts, and I'm like, well, I. Technically, well, li- at that time, I identified myself as a Republican. Now, more moderate, more libertarian, and everything. Uh, but now, but back then, I was just like, yeah, Republican, blah blah blah, this. But I really didn't give myself enough time to kind of explain myself. Because you can't, you can't like e- because with today's society and politics, nobody wants to talk. When you try to explain to yourself, nobody they're like, that's wrong. Nobody wants. Why? To, nobody. No, it's just wrong. Nobody wants to talk. No one wants to talk. Nobody. That's why I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a new type of person and mm-hmm. be like, let's have a civil discussion. Yeah. Me and you with a mic, or me and you just sitting across the table. In general. No, let's not try to insult each other. Yeah. Let's just have a civil discussion of what, what our beliefs are and where we disagree. What and shocked me. And if we come to a dead end, yeah. perfect. I mean, I'm still going to be your friend at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm still going to respect you as a person. Yeah. We might disagree with some stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's your Perfectly feelings. Fine. That's those are my thoughts. Those are your thoughts. Okay. Uh, ben Shapiro was on Logan Paul's podcast. Impulsive. Really? He was. Oh, and I need to watch that. Oh, bro, so bad. you do. It's really good. Because I've fallen off of Logan Paul for a while. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I actually took some of, the sh- some of the shit that he says is stupid, of course, because it's Logan Paul. It's Logan but the Paul. fact <laughs> that he had Ben Shapiro on and he was like, Holy hey, shit. Ben, talk. And Ben just fucking went in. Like, he didn't go in on Logan Paul, but they were just talking. He goes, we're getting to the point in our lives where we're, we cannot have discussions. Because, exactly. because of social media, because of everything being in front of our face, everybody has to feel like that. Um, that they're not being heard. It's like, um, you know, it's because of social media, we're all in the same room together and everybody feels like that. They have to be on top of the other person. Yeah. Which, you know, and generally in an argument, you cannot be or just have this civil, civil discussion. And he was just talking about how, and I, that kind of just stuck it through me. I was like, holy fuck, that's like so true because just going around basic about everything, it's just, it's just fucked. Like it's, you know, and there's really no way of like being able to like um fix it but it's gonna come to the point where because since we don't have sports and just going back to like our main discussion and if people are still listening to this and they're like what the fuck are they talking about what's the main point of this the break from sports is getting to the fact that people are not trusting the media and you know regardless of your stance on the media i I think that there's both sides media has been very confusing and very uh swayed on politically way back you know and it's I think been it's been, uh, media has been really hard to trust for a long time oh definitely and i think because we're not just getting the full story no matter what whether it's a shooting whether it's anything political whether it's you know trump saying this trump saying that dude i, I was watching uh trump was having a debate yep uh not even a debate trump was uh doing was a press conference or and asian lady have to say that goes um uh she goes she said something about it because it was on joe rogan's podcast she goes uh, what did uh, what's causing this or whatever? And he goes, it's he goes, it, the way he emphasizes it was bad. The way he speaks, it was uh, not he, a great. He emphasizes on the China virus, and she goes, why'd you say that to me? And he goes, because I would have said it to anybody. The fact that she was Asian, and and then he goes, all right, next question. And then someone raised her hand. He goes, okay. He goes, okay. The lady, fuck the, the girl who fucking said, I'll take the next question. Passed it off to the other girl that was trying to put him in a box. What are we doing? We're tr- we're trying to make people 
public enemy number one. It's We're just trying to make people, he's a racist, this is why. You know, and, and then you, you show the proof and you're like, well, wh- why not this? No, no, he, he just said that. What he said, he's racist. And but what about, what if you guys set him up for that? <sighs> oh, no, no, no. What I said, and he said, he's a racist. You can ask questions about all this stuff, and there's like, so, and then people want questions unanswered sometimes. It's just, it, it's, I know exactly. You set somebody up because when when you then when they don't agree with you at all, mm-hmm. they're gonna try to put you down. They're gonna try to definitely crumble your absolutely crumble your stance. They're gonna absolutely. try to make you an enemy against all your friends. Absolutely, and it that's why Joe, Joe Rogan even spoke about that. Mm-hmm. He goes, people have been trying to get at me for years mm-hmm. about my stances on stuff. Both sides, politi- uh, Republican, Democrat. They've mm-hmm. been trying to tear me down. But what I have say consistently is having open mind and letting people speak. Uh, and that's like that's literally why I think he is just a phenomenal um, debate because um, because he kind of reflects the energy that the other people's getting on. Oh yeah. Uh, because one of my related videos on YouTube that I was watching is uh, it was Joe Rogan's most heated debates. And yeah, the I fa- watched. Oh, bro. Why are we watching the same videos? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. And a lot of these, whether he's talking it was about, about weed, but yeah, a, a lot of it's about weed because he's just he's very emotionally he's, attached. He's, to he's weed, very he's very emotionally attached to weed. Fair, fair to you. And the fact that uh, he's able to come out and say, uh, "Do I think it's for kids? No." Do I think it's a, for for adults? Absolutely. I think it's for you should not be smoking weed until 25. Sorry, I have whatever. I enjoy it. It helps me relax. But did you hear about uh, the debate where the last one where the guys like injecting female or male hormones into like a 6-year-old? Oh man. Going back to our brains are developed we and how when people tell you you're like you say you you grow up like a female and people yeah. are saying you're a male you're like your parents are like you're a male you're a male you're a male trust me you're whatever you feel like but you're a male I know. you're gonna think you're a male because your your mom the person who gave birth to you the person who's been taking care of you yeah. the person you respect is telling you this is right yeah so you can be like I guess I'm a male yeah it, I don't know because you uh, have to have your brain developed in order to think for yourself I never knew that Dwayne Wade has a I think it's a son that is a daughter. Or something like that. Like his he he was uh his mo- his wife gave birth to a son, but it's now a like a girl. Yes. Or it may be vice versa. I don't know, but it's one of those two. Yes. It, it's hard because you know yes I want everybody to feel like they're able to be anything in this world because you can, but at that age though I feel like you, I don't you're know. You're still developing. You're I still feel figuring like out who you are. I think it's so hard nowadays because I was having a civil discussion with um Molly's mom about this. Shout out Molly's mom. Love you, mom. Um, <laughs> where where. I feel like kids are understand they're getting their gender ide- gender identities mixed up with their actual sexuality because what will happen is they'll change to a girl but they'll still date girls and I go I feel like you like girls because of who you are because of who you are more like more like than you wanted one you know than you than you wanted to become one which you know what like I and I'm on the same track as you you, you know can what be called whoever you want to be called I'll call you that exactly but I know who you are Exactly, you know, and you know, whatever, and it's very hard, I guess, for because I I remember I was interviewing for Chili's like a long time ago. I still remember this. Um, uh, one of my managers was sat me down, and she goes, and we were just going through the hiring process. I go, I have a question. She goes, what? I go, what do you do if they're filling this out and someone puts other on gender? And she goes, that's a good question. And nothing against the manager. She just she 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 was just saying I kind of sometimes either have to ask or what they would like to call i'm very open about that yeah but it's sometimes very hard because you don't want to because that's so you don't want to make the person angry you don't exactly because we live in a society that if they're angry mm-hmm. they're gonna try to put you down they're trying to put you down they're recorded it's just no matter what mistakes happen like um i saw a video online a few days ago now i go on twitter a lot but the twitter's 
so swayed by politically. It's oh, I, yeah. I should I probably should about like back myself down from Twitter. But uh, there's this you. video where this guy s- is talking to what you think is a girl, but the girl was a male originally, and he had like a very uh, <coughs> masculine face. And the guy goes, "Just the GameStop video." No, not that. Oh, one. okay. It's, it's very similar though. Oh, okay. It, it, it was like it was like very similar. Where he, where the co- where the guy's like, okay, sir, wh- uh, anything else? And, and he, he goes, goes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy goes. Uh, this guy goes. Uh, is there anything I can help you with, sir? Like it's like an uh, like an alleyway, mm-hmm. or like uh, the sh- like the grocery store uh, aisle. Mm-hmm. And he goes, is there anything I can help you with? And like um, somebody was recording a YouTube video that they end up <sighs> turning around. And this this guy who's dressed up as a female wants to be called a female, so okay. I'm gonna call her him a her, a her. Yeah. He's like, I am a girl, and you should not tr-. like. He got so angry, and the employee's like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I was a con- it was a mistake, and the guy's going off, or the girl's going off and off and off. I'm sorry, I'm gonna call no, the guy. No, you're, you're you're completely it's, fine. It's, you it's, know, I, I'm I'm mistaken sometimes. If yeah. you if you feel like you're getting correct, okay. Correct. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm sorry for yep. I'm sorry for calling you that. I'll try my best. To call you this now, if it happens again, it's a slip of the mouth. Yeah, I'll have to get used to it. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna respect what you want to be called. Mm-hmm. But I know the actual truth behind it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna think that way for the rest of my uh, hopefully for the rest of my life. And so <laughs> it's just putting so much pressure on like just kids. Like I can't I can't even under I can't even understand growing. Uh, I can't even put in the ref- retrospect about what it would be like growing up today. Oh yeah. And on Facebook, you could be called your hair looks a lot better when you do that too. Um <laughs> you're um y- uh, you can be I think 70 different things identi- identified on Facebook now. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but at the same time, I think that's going to be really confusing. I think that not only is that going to be it really confusing, more problems than it solves. It, that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. You know, I want everybody to be accepted. You know, no matter what, you know, I've I've been the pride. Pride is about having fun and being open to everything and, and being who you are. Totally get that. But what are you going to do when, uh, you know, it comes to the point where, sorry, I just was raised in kindergarten whether you're either a girl there's a boys room and there's the little girls room you know what i mean yeah. there's you know there you know what bathroom do you go in you know what i mean it, it's just hard because and then in high school you see all these like tra- the yeah, transgender unisex, unisex, unisex and bathroom. you're like why is that it's just it's just and you know the world's going to be evolved no matter what yes. i think now, that we're trying to evolve to the people's new standard nowadays mm-hmm. we're always evolving which brings us back to like sports is always evolving Mm-hmm. Sorry, excuse me. No, Poli- you're fine. Politics are evolving. I don't think in a good way, mm-hmm. because now everything's so attack based. You need to attack the other person as much as yep. possible, and that's how you win the election. Yep. It's and just, I don't like that. It's I you're know putting dirt on something that doesn't need to have dirt on it. You just polished a nice clean window, and people are trying to throw dirt at it to make it like make you look like a bad polisher or whatever. And it's just like I uh, I'm glad I remembered this. Uh, Kevin Hart was talking about on one of the Joe Rogan podcasts. I to that too. Great one. And he goes one of the best ones. In my the w- oh, phenomenal! And it was right after um, uh, people were bringing the, over uh, bring the, tweets. Was it the Oscar? No, yep. Emmys or yep. one pe- of those. People were bringing up his ten-year-old tweets. Ten-year-old he was tweets. literally quoting a. Sp- uh, he was literally quoting one of the jokes that he was doing in his specials about well, the early ones were back way back then, where he didn't want. Uh, he wants to raise his son straight because he doesn't want a gay son. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was just, it literally, you could not make those, you can make those jokes back then, but you can't do now because it's just because super controversial. Attack, 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 uh, attack, exactly, attack, attack. And he goes, why is negativity the thing to see? You know what I mean? Why is it always... Like you bring you back to the UFC. Yep. Why is somebody insulting somebody else so amazing to see? Well, to, for, to why be, are people yeah. so drawn to it? 
Well, to be fair, it's just the more beef more, because, because more people beef. People love negativity. People love negativity, and pe- and the more people that see the negativity through, then uh, are going to pay attention to the actual match to see who wins. The more views, more money in the UFC pocket. Yes, and that's uh, and then people just want to create problems. Yeah, that's why Kevin Hart didn't want to do it because you know what? If you guys really think that I'm this racist of a person or this se- or whatever sexist, hate, homophobic, homophobic, whatever this that. Goes, I'm not gonna put that down on myself. I'm not gonna put myself in that position to let he you didn't ridicule want, me. He didn't want the headline of of because no matter what you do, you're there's homophobic gonna be, yeah. comedian Homopho- and hosting homophobic a homophobic a homophobic comedian uh host Oscars. Yeah. And now he, no matter what he did, if he stepped down, if he did it, if he did it, there still would have been, you know pushback. pushback. There would have been negativity. There would have been negativity no matter what. It's 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 just it's I don't just know, man. society that I Bro, even I worry. Understanding, understanding. Even even I worry about it. Yeah. Even I worry about it. Like if I'm saying something, you know, even in this podcast, you know, ten years down the road about everything, um, and that and I kind of had an epiphany the other day, uh, about my dad always told me not to cuss, like because oh you can't cuss on the radio. Radio's dying. Podcast is the way to go. I've talked to so many different people about you know starting everything up. How do I get into like the big stuff and everything? They go, dude, you do you do a podcast, don't you? They go, yeah. He goes, you have a platform. Yeah. Do it. Don't go for give, it. Don't give a shit whatever people think and everything. And th- I kind of had the empathy. I go, why do I want to take a shortcut to go on something where if I mess up, it's on me when I can just say whatever the hell I want on here. Generally, I'm not going to say racial slurs or anything against <laughs> yeah. me. Super offensive. Yeah, of course. But if I say whatever this and that, I own everything just like I would do anything else because this is at a smaller scale where if I fuck up, oh, well, it's on my shoulders. But if I fucked up in front of a radio company, not only did I fuck up my reputation there, I put damage the ra- to the radio, radio company. company. And so I just had that, man- I had that literally epiphany one day, and I was just like, cool, okay, let's go. And I think that's why Joe Rogan's had so much, because anything he does, he owns it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was calling him out uh, with the Robert Downey Jr. when they were talking about how you couldn't make a Tropic Thunder now. You could not make a Tropic Thunder oh, no. now. Absolutely not. Uh, with, you know, whether it's the drug use, whether it's, you know, the blackface or whatever, whether it just be any just the uh, just racial slurs or homophobic slurs. It's just like it's just not the time anymore because people refuse to not look at it. People refuse to dive into that and just tear it apart. Yes, it's just fucked man it's uh it's just i sometimes i love today's society and sometimes i just dislike it it's it's i don't know man it's coming to the point where um you know it's it's hard it's hard to express your own opinion yeah it's hard to express your own opinion it's hard to say i mean yeah you could be you could be wrong about a lot of stuff oh absolutely like i could come out and say oh i think of this and people like oh that's wrong and i'm like okay can you please explain to me why i'm wrong instead of being like oh you're wrong Hey, you're wrong. You're wrong. Why? Because you're wrong. Because you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. W- okay, if I'm wrong about something, mm-hmm. can you please show me how I'm wrong? And then I'll probably it'll probably change my mind. It'll probably blow me away. One of uh, there was a one of my one of my classmates. I would never call her out because that's just you know gonna raise more. I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, questions. Uh, she put no, on her Instagram. Very respectful. She's put she put on her Instagram and she said it's not a China virus. And I go, um. Uh, it, or it's racist to say China you know, K- virus. K two, the K two virus is based on where it originated. Uh, and everybody's go, okay with that. I go. Um, is it offensive the pigs that we say swine flu? <laughs> like, yeah, we, exactly. The ch- the China uh, uh, COVID nineteen, you know, Corona originated. Everybody's looking in China. for a racist person. Everybody for some wants reason. negativity, to just point negativity, the negativity. And negativity. I would, I, and I was like, man, do I slide up and tell this girl? Do I open up that can of worms? I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna let it be. I'm not gonna start shit because I already know she doesn't like me. Um. But at the same time, I was just like, 
what the hell? It's literally like we just can't even just say anything. Like it's always a pushback and shit. And so, go, I want to go back to. The, sorry, if I'm no, you were completely fine. Um, why somebody called me? I I believe a racist pig. Was about the was uh, about the recent shooting that recent happened. Shooting. And all I said was, "There's new evidence about it." Mm-hmm. Hey, and then if so, somebody sw- slid up and said, "Hey, can you show me the new evidence?" I'll show him a video. Hey, look at this video. Yep. This is the new evidence that just came out, and here's some people describing it. Now. I should have done better, in my opinion, yeah. because the people who described it in the video were a little bit more Republican. Now, yeah. I should have been a little bit better about that on the point where people are like, oh, because they're Republican, they're racist. Yeah. Because that's what people are. And then if you're a different Democrat, you it's don't what, know anything. It's what the media it's just, does, It's the bro. media. It's, it's what the media portrays what the media each political does, party. Like, but no, in my opinion, in order for me to have a civil discussion about these people, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yep. Maybe I shouldn't have done that, but judging judging off that, and you call me racist over it just because I said there's new evidence about it. Yep. I, and also, I don't understand people. Sometimes. And also, I hate to say this, but I guess I can because I am a minority. It's because you're white. Real shit. You know that's real shit. I don't. Wanna, I don't it, really want to get into it because I could cause people pro- like I, I could know cause people to get angry. But even, that's pretty much that's even a the lot fact that of I it. Sa- even the fact that I said that, people are just like, "Oh fuck!" Like you're right because that at that takes a stance. So no matter what, because. Because uh, people look upon when black people say something, they're not racist. Mm-hmm. They're being truthful. But if a white guy says the same thing, you're racist. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's just how it sometimes sometimes it goes. Sometimes it does go. Sometimes it does go. Uh, I was um, like a like a black guy could go into. I'm I'm sorry. I, I probably shouldn't. I probably African American, but uh, African American could go into a comedian and be like, "That cracker said that to me," and people would be like, "Oh, yeah, that's hilarious." A guy could a uh, white guy could go in and said that. Yeah. Guy says something to me, and people are like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Yeah. Now it, there is history behind it, where absolutely. people could be offended by that, and I understand that. I'm, I want to keep my mind out of the gutter, but sometimes you putting on standards from this certain race that mm-hmm. diminishes them, like the like the African Americans that we did back then. Like I understand that. I I think everybody, nobody wants to go back to that. I think it's just like people always are looking for something. To put the other person down. I, I had this conversation. Uh, we were hanging out the other day, and uh, EJ found my. Uh, I have a toy of the General Lee. Yeah. And on the General Lee, there's a Confederate flag, and I just go, "Well, you can't make those toys anymore," because because you get so much backlash. And you know, and uh, oh, bro, 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 the best thing. I I think I need to send I need to send you this uh, link to a video, and the video was um uh, f- it's a series called Cut. And where they take five individuals of any race, blah blah, this this, like single moms, uh, uh, teenagers that uh have kids or whatever, or um, something like that, African Americans, Asians, blah blah blah, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, and they just literally ask them questions, and they have uh lines on the floor, and the farther right is extremely agree or disagree, and they ask them questions, and one of them was African Americans, and one African American lady is covered in Make America Great Again gear, and one of the questions was. Um. Uh, what did uh did Obama do? Like, did Obama help us? And the black lady goes, Obama lied to our faces to get into the presidency, and he did nothing to help us. And I was like, I was like, I go, this is phenomenal because the fact that she's open. Well, she was open minded. She was open minded to it. Yeah. And the fact that she's the same race as Obama, nobody has any way to twist that. And it was very interesting to have somebody come back at it and. And she and then she was just very, very, very well spoken for 
And I was just like, holy fuck, like this is very, this is what we need more of. Because what I think that. Now, you're not saying more Trump support. You're saying more people open minded. More people open minded. I just want to clarify before someone goes off on you. You're completely fine. I actually come, I actually, uh, very, very thank you for that. <laughs> because no matter what, it's just going to be just a discussion about how about race, because it's always about race. And sadly that we're getting a, a bad rep no matter what. You know, there's good people everywhere. But I think that no matter what, you know, there's good Hispanics. There are Hispanics that are trying to escape poverty coming from Mexico, Guatemala, you know, you know, anybody for anybody from the South that are trying to get into America because America is from if you bust your ass in this economy, you will go to great things and you have a product and you're able to bust your ass. You're going to go far. Are there uh, bad Hispanics that are coming into this, you know, you know, world and this population not paying our taxes uh, and doing very rude things that are putting a bad image on all of their full race? Absolutely. Bad white people, like very rude um, African-Americans, Asians, whatever. You know what? And I and and I think that, you know, you know, you're doing more harm than good, but we have to get to the point where. Oh, what, what did she say? What did she say? What, I just remembered. I just remembered. I just remembered. I was just kind of remembering my apologies to listeners. I just remember what I was to say. Should they said this, and it was really, really interesting. Uh, should uh, I'm trying to wait, get the word to say this, and I don't want it to sound wrong. Should we move on from slavery? And the African-Americans were very torn, and the girl was like, yeah, we should. It happened. Was it terrible? Yes. But you cannot have that. You can't be, linger on the past. You can't linger on the past. Is it a terrible thing? Absolutely. Hundred percent. That and and uh and I think and I popped in my head. I go okay. Well then, what's the difference if if African Americans cannot move from slavery, uh, then what's the difference between a uh, a Jewish society been like we deserve the world because we were tortured and have a terrible terrible outlet in world war ii you know what i mean yeah and the way she said it was so the way she said it was very nice the way she said it was yes absolutely we should move past this yes was it terrible but we should we should rise up against the people that are trying to put us down no matter what yes it was a terrible thing but that should not stop us from achieving great things and see more opportunities to you know put a better not better image because i think there's no bad image just not but to just to just move on and one lady was just like, "No, we shouldn't, because it was a terrible thing." And the other lady, all these guys, all these, uh, all these five amazing, beautiful people were African American. It was just so interesting to see their debate. I watched it with my dad, and my dad was like, "Wow, this is really cool," because it was just more open-minded conversation. It's called middle ground. Middle ground. It's called middle ground. I think yeah. I've watched a few of those videos. It's really cool. So, and I think that you know, and I'm very grateful because uh, I see a lot, and I'm blessed. I'm very, I, I, I say blessed, but I'm very, I'm privileged. I see that, uh, and and I I totally understand from a white family and uh, me being Hispanic, me being adopted into a white family. It's given me a lot of perspective on I'm very privileged, and it's given me perspective that that's not all sunshine and rainbows over here. I still have yeah. you know very a lot of family problems. I still have a lot of financial problems with the family. I'm still you know very. I'm always going to be probably looked down for what I am, no matter what, because. Even if I go far, there's always going to be people saying, oh, well, you made it because you came from a white family. There's always going to be people that say that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, always. There's people. always somebody who's just going to try to put you down. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And so. Now, you now it depends on what you do with that. Oh, Before yeah. Before you do progress, because it's all mindset. Mindset is a giant thing in life. If you have a great mindset, you could go anywhere. Definitely. And it, it's very interesting to come back. And I'm very grateful. And I say this to me, and I'm very grateful to not have. 
um, my mom would always, you know, kind of take me to the side and go, there are people that are going to judge you because you're a race. And in the field that I'm in, I'm a DJ. And I've played for Amazing every single... Amazing DJ. I, oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I've, you are. I've played for... Uh, I played for crowds you know all ages all races whatever and i walk in you know um i did a, i did a uh, uh i didn't do a gay wedding i did a um uh gay like fundraiser or something like that they were, the people were phenomenal they were so nice they were great and i didn't look at them as gay i just looked at them as a client that i was trying to do business with and i think that uh and I've never been the point of this discussion is I've never been discriminated against. I've never felt that way. Real shit. And I think it's just because I grew in a very nice town, you know, you know, in Fenton, you know, uh I, I really didn't work with now anybody. St. Louis has a bad rep, so good thing you said Fenton. That's true. Uh I think that a lot of people, you know, I didn't work with any African Americans until I went to TKO cuz that's Maplewood, you know, a lot more in the city, a lot more in anywhere no matter what. And I think that, you know, that kind of gave me a different perspective. Shout out TKO. Shout out TKO, absolutely. And so I'm very grateful that I never had to experience that. And so it's actually kind of harder. And I kind of wish I kind of had that. But I know for a fact that if I go some places, I'm going to get some turns. I'm very grateful that I've never been to a store. Uh, you know, what would you do? The TV yeah. show, what would you do? Uh, they, they, staged a, um, they staged an episode where a you know, black male went into a shop. And, uh, uh, and they were all actors, of course. And uh, and it it happens. All the security were like, uh, "Excuse me, sir. What you're touching is very expensive." And the guy goes, "I know. I'm I'm just looking at it." Goes around. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, we're gonna have to search your pockets. He goes, "What for?" He goes, "He go." And they go, "Excuse me." And then they're talking. And then the guys just shopping around, talking to some uh, white ladies or whatever. And the security guard goes over. Is this guy bothering you? And the girls are like, "No, no, he's not. If anything, you're bothering us for saying that he's bothering us." And it was just very interesting to see the dynamic and everything about how people are just very responsive in that. Guy comes out and says, this is a, not prank, but this is a skit. This is, they're all actors. But, you know, that's, I'm very lucky that's actually not happened to me. And I think it's just because I'm, you know, very, uh, I'm very open. You know what I mean? I'm very, you know, very. Um, I, I feel like that skit is very, like, eye-opening for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. So it shows that people tend to think of a robber yeah. as black. Yeah. Which I want to go as far away against in my mindset. Oh, absolutely. I want to treat everybody equally. Everybody robs. Now, facts show, like, uh, it depends on what neighborhood they were in, of course. Because the store could have had past problems showing that many security guards. Mm -hmm. They yeah. could have had past problems of people burgle, like yeah. robbing them. But it just shows that so those security guards classically think a robber's black. Mm -hmm. and uh, it's, it sucks. It, it's awful. It's it it's awful. It's awful. I, I stereotyping is literally stereotyping the worst is thing ever. But you're yes. never going to escape it. You're never going to escape it. it, and it sucks. And if I think we just we just you know, there's just as many as and um, I I can't grasp that because of course I'm I'm a I'm a white guy. Yeah. I can't grasp that mindset of an African American going into a white store and feeling like how yeah. they're looked upon. Yeah. I can't grasp that, and I w I want to know what they feel. Mm -hmm. I. But it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be difficult oh, very, for me very difficult. because I'm white and I'm gonna pop have some privileges over some races. It, it, it sucks. I don't it, want that. I know. It, it, you I don't want everybody treated equally and have civil discussion. And however you want to think, you can think as long as it's not hurting anybody. Absolutely. And I think that more people just should just have uh, more discussions about that. But it all ties down to uh, not even media because media is us. And uh, I was listening to Gary Vee the Mia's other day. Mia's older people are thinking they're right. Well, that too. But media is us in general about everybody. Media is people that are pointing fingers. And he said that 
uh, what did he say? He goes, Instagram's a mirror. Instagram's not the problem. We are the problem. We are the ones that are putting a photo up being insecure that the photo that we put up is not going to get as many likes as the previous one. We are the ones that are putting up uh, like uh, very terrible f- uh, photos of people and everything. We are the ones that are pointing fingers and w- everything that we do is a mirror on our reflection of our life. And I'm like, that's because it yeah. is because that's ver- that's tr- that's true. It literally is. Um, I had uh, I don't want to call anybody, but I ha- I ran into a situation where somebody that I knew their family members uh, their cousins were getting a divorce, and uh, the l- one wife was just boom 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 ne- writing like just literally writing literally about their marriage on Facebook. I'm like, bro, come on, man, like. Wh- wh- that's only making you look terrible. That's making you look terrible that you're not able to, yes, always re- reach help. Don't yeah. tell the world that your husband's a piece of shit, and maybe he is. Get actual good resources to help that. You know, uh, I don't know the whole story. Maybe he was abusive. Maybe he wasn't, whatever, but they have kids. But isn't that kind of shitty how you have to, you know, put it out on an actual platform to be like, I'm struggling, help me. It, it, it made me sick You're relying to my- on other people to... Feel the same way. Yeah, you're, re- you're relying on s- you're relying on more people to be think with you. And something, yeah, and something as private as a marriage. Because then you feel great. Then you're like, I'm right. Now. Yeah, exactly. You need validation. You need for validation. Your, you, need val- you need validation word. for your own not mistakes, but you need more validation for your own like, oh, I'm going through this. And yes, it is comforting. Maybe you could have framed it in a different way. Like, guys, send me some prayers. I'm not doing well. Like, uh, right now, my marriage is kind of struggling. Blah 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 blah. This this this. It's not working out. Um. Uh, just send some love. Cool. Don't go into the details of he's da da. He's a terrible person. This is his eighth drink in the row. Blah blah blah. We have kids. I can't take this anymore. Cause then that's just looking bad on yourself, man. It's it's just it made me sick to my stomach. And I told my mom that. My, and my mom and I was able to explain it to her. And I was just like, and I was like, mom, I'm not even married. And this happened like a good like two years ago. I go, mom, I'm not even married. Why is this happening? Like, doesn't she understand that? Like. That is just a, such a private matter. You know, that's something that she should sh- share with either a family member or, you know, research or get counseling. If it is abusive, go to the fucking cops. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and she was just like, wow, that's like really, really big of you to say that. Like, I really didn't think it that way. And I'm just like, yeah, it is. I, I think that's just, you know, that's like me putting everything out. I used to do that all the time. I used to put my problems on my story and then, uh, and then that was just kind of like a way to cope. But you can't do that because. I- you know, people use that as ammo against you. Yeah, going with that, um, there's something when people put the problems on their story. I, I I'll, I'll say I'm one of the people who have done it in the past. Yeah. I'm one of the people who have done it, and probably I'm probably going to do it in the next couple of months. Like people just are looking for. I have this problem. Yeah, I want people to understand, try to understand what I'm going through. Like, like people look for this, and it's just it's just like the society nowadays. It's you looking for support and looking for um I don't want I don't want to quite say attention but I want to say like you're looking for somebody to relate to you and make you feel better about yourself. Yeah, and you know, I don't really put the actual problem out there. I don't say anything about my family. I don't say anything I'm going through. I just put up my story, "Hey, who can talk?" That's all I say. That's all I say now because I don't because I don't want people to feel like that um, I need people's pity 
It's more about, look, I, I know when I'm struggling. I know, like, hey, can I call somebody? Hey, can I do this or whatever? Instead of, you know, I'm just using an example, but it has happened in the past, and he, he he's cool with it. My dad's a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. I can't take this anymore, blah, blah, blah. When I see people doing that, I'm like, hey, take it off your story. Let's have a discussion about this. Let me try and help you. If I can't, I'm going to do everything in my power to do That's that. That's another thing about me. I love helping people, mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel horrible when I can't help somebody. Like, say, like, I'm my parents are divorced. I hate my dad. This is why I'm like, I really wish I could relate to you. I grew up in a good white Christian family. Mm-hmm. They believe in no divorce and they both love each other. Yeah. And I grew up like that. And I'm I'm trying to relate to you mm-hmm. and I'm trying to help you during this. Mm-hmm. I, but I, it's yeah. really difficult for me too. It is. Uh, no matter what. Uh, and you can't, and that's a different, like, of everybody has a perspective, and you even know that, that there's no such thing as a perfect family. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, there's no you're, such you're thing. Ver- you're very blessed. I'll go as far as there's no such thing as perfect. Oh, f- point taken. Definitely. Touche. Perfect. Because when someone looks upon that as perfect, somebody else thinks that's not. Yeah. I uh, oh, I was at youth group one night, and a lady was, uh, one a girl, I think that was, oh, wait, she was, oh, no, she's the same grade as me. She gave up, uh, not a testimony, but she gave, like, a speech about, um, something that she struggles with for um, uh, just something that she did for a youth project or something like that because she went to Corey Yeah. And in her story, she said how she always felt like left out uh, because her parents never ate a family meal because she oh, like I think she her she really never saw her dad or something like that. And she was just, you know, going through a rough time. And she's like, I always dreamed about a perfect family and how my mom and I, we don't eat together. She's so busy with working and then I'm kind of eating alone. And I always had that unfulfillment of like, oh, maybe there's a better situation. She got on for speech. It was phenomenal. She, it brought, brought her the tears, almost brought me to tears. I went up to her and I go, bro, you're fine. You know, at least you have people that are, are close to you. You know what I mean? And, and and I related to her. I go, look, my dad's on the night shift. My mom's on the night shift. I barely talk to my father. I totally understand where you're coming from, but I feel like you're looking at it as uh, as you have that idea of a perfect family, which doesn't exist. Like, sorry. And what makes a perfect family, quote unquote, is that it's not. You know what I mean? I, I think you, you find the strengths of what you have with that. You, I think people look upon it as a perfect family as no problems at all. They they all get along. Fuck like there's no such thing as the perfect. Hallmark family. The ha- <laughs> <laughs> that's what I call it. That's the example that I call it. The perfect. Hallmark, the Hallmark family. But every family has its problem. Every family has issues, and it's depending on how they solve those issues, what makes them uh, uh, stay with each other or not, or like respect each other. Next time I use that microphone, I need to put a pot filter because you're yeah. Yeah, I've, I I heard that. My bad. You're going in the red. You're fine. It, I'm just next time. I d- I didn't really understand how bad that microphone was for like for pop filtering because that's a microphone for like drums and shit. Yeah. So all that like you put you would put that on a kick. Uh, so you would be able to do that, but for actual vocals, since we do like that, so that whenever we talk, it's just bad. I'll, Anywho, tra- I'll, I'll try my oh, best. You are completely fine. You're completely fine. I was just I just I was just vigilant about that. All right, and uh, we're back from the break because we're. Doing a hundred, hundred, uh, one hour and twenty five minute podcast. If you guys are still listening, thank you guys so much for all the support on the podcast. Uh, the last segment before we wrap this show up is, I guess we're gonna say a couple things about how to stay positive during these crazy, crazy fucking times. We talked a lot about the media and everything. I think that yes, everybody should have their own opinion about what's going on. You know, you know, everybody's opinion should be mattered and valued, and I think that's a, a phenomenal job uh, if you're able to do that. But I think that being able to take a step back and not focusing on everything that's bad, you know, a lot of stores are opening up, you know, you know, you know, regardless on the president and everything, I think that 
you should be able to understand what is going on in your town, understand the precautions. I think that you should be able to, you know, express how you feel, whether that's social media. And, you know, I feel like, you know, everybody should have their own opinion. Just understand to make it uh, about yourself, whether about the actual uh, government or anything that you do. So, Patrick, how are you staying sane in this crazy, crazy time? Playing a lot of Rainbow with us. Uh, I'm playing a lot of video games with friends. Yeah. You know, I, I love going, still discussing, just like, uh, discussing, uh, just, just like conversating yeah. with friends. I know sports are going to be back, 100%. We're well, oh, already yeah. talking about sports coming back, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that little time without sports was like, everybody's like, ah! Oh, but God, it was, it was, it was You know, awful. sports are coming back. Uh, they're talking about going, are they going to the straight to the playoffs in hockey? Uh, no. Do we Mo- know yet? No, they, they, they most Michael, they, 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 they most likely will not do that. Uh, but the thing that's really interesting to me that uh, I see both sides, the hockey guy was talking about how if, you know, the Blackhawks, they're not doing well. If yeah, 80% of the Blackhawks don't want to come back, NHL is not going to force them. Most likely, they're not going to be paid as good as the people who do come back because, of course, we want to come back. Yeah. But and it goes back to uh, Devin Dubnik. I think Devin Dubnik came out and said that if we do come back to hockey and I have to be quarantined for my family, I don't want to do it. And so that's kind of like the teeter totter like effect on it. It's do we you know go move all these different uh all the teams that are able to do that they're talking about a 2014 playoff where 24 teams are competing for a 16 seed 16 uh 16 teams in all which is going to be interesting because no matter what like even if the cutoff was today and uh, you had to have 60 well there's probably a good four teams that are at 59 58 57 56 yeah that still need eight games to decide that um so the, the playoff race. The playoff race, exactly. To be in contention, whether you're a first seed, third seed, wild card, even. Uh, so, so I think you could look at this like as an exciting, mm-hmm. or you could look at this as like, like it's gonna be nerve wracking over what they decide. Yeah. Now, some teams, like some people, seems are gonna be completely cut out, and they're like, "Hey, what the heck?" But I believe this is gonna be exciting time for sports. Definitely. When they come back, us, uh. It's just gonna be really interesting I to see, watch. I see that Gary Bettman's doing a phenomenal job because everyone's like, because uh, even the hockey guy. Whenever we were in March, everyone's like, just cancel it, just cancel it. And he's like, no, I want to finish this and, season. And it, well, of course that. And he said, what makes you think down the road in October we're not going to be in the exact situation that we're in today? And people are like, oh shit. And he even opened my eyes about that. I was like, wow. Everyone's everyone's putting this in like a three year, uh, not three year, a three mer- a three month or four month gap about, oh, we'll be better in October. Just cut the season and cut the season and we'll restart and everything. No! Like even passionate hockey fans are like, even though, even if your um, uh, you know, team isn't in a cup contending, uh, being able to save this and you know have an actual Stanley Cup because NHL has already lost 30, 30, uh, yeah, thirty million dollars in revenue, and they're gonna probably even lose more than that because a lot of the stadiums make money off their ticket sales. Yeah. Uh, and and also, uh, there's an also big discussion about uh, TV providers. Why are we paying so much for a whole year of you know paying the NHL when we didn't get the last like good three months of all this money? You know, it's all about money. It's all about player safety and everything. Like, yeah. players are going to have most likely have to be tested once a week. We already know that um, John, thankful, shout out John Kelly, has recovered from COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Um, that really scared me for a second. Oh, definitely. Uh, because of his age and just because of everything that's going on, you know. He's donating his plasma. Uh, is it plasma? Or he's donating some of, some of his blood and to fight off. I didn't know off, that. Good for him. Yeah, to fight off the virus and other people. That's because awesome. once you're... 
once you fought, fought it off, your blood's now like, okay, we can fight off this strain. We oh, know what to do. Nice. So now he's donating the, that blood that knows what to do with the virus to other people. That's good, but that's also really scary because, you know, you know even after giving blood, you know, you can only give so much. My mom literally has given so much blood because she's – um, I think it's O negative that you can give to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like they love you, so they literally call her all the time, and she always has stints in her arm. She's like, "Oh, I gave blood today." It's well, just whatever. Yeah, you replace the blood that you that you give mm-hmm. within like a month. Oh yeah, but you have to make sure you're not giving too much oh, for your I body mean, to it, like just. You recover. have the professionals on the side. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, Gary Bettman, you know everybody boos him. You know he's most hated because because you, you know it's, it's fun thing to do because oh, of negativity. It's you a, know, a, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, he's doing a phenomenal job about. No, we have not considered canceling the season. Nope, that is the farthest from our that is the farthest from our discussion, which no. I like because oh, it is. I mean, I still want playoffs. I mean, even the I the Blues, honestly, it would be f- it would be uh, phenomenal for them to repeat. But you know, even if I just want I want us to my goal for the Blues make it far in the playoffs. Yeah, if we get knocked out in the conference finals. Cool. We're still a really good team in the yeah, NHL. We're still a phenomenal team. We're still team. one of the top teams yeah. viewed. We're still phenomenal. We won last year, an mm-hmm. amazing story. Mm-hmm. I just want us to go far in the playoffs. I, f- I feel you on that, man. It's it's uh it's just, repeat. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Perfect. That'd but be if a we phenomenal get knocked story. out, yeah. we're still viewed as one of the top teams. I still want to see who wins. Yeah, me too. I, I watch the cup. Oh, I watch the, I watch now the cup. I'm, I'm such a big fan now. You're I'll watch the cup. You're welcome. Let's watch it. If, if <laughs> When the cup shows, me and you are going to watch the cup. Oh, absolutely. Let's do that. No matter what. We are, I'm watching the cup no matter if we're there or not. I mean, we'd all both like it if we were there, but you know what? I watch, you know, I watched the cup uh, when it was eight, it was Vegas and Washington, and I thought that was a tremendous story. I didn't care who won. Yeah. I was like, whoever wins, wins it. You know? You know what? Now, if it's against Boston, I'm going to go anybody that's not us. I'm going to go whoever is going to beat Boston. <laughs> well, what if it's cock. watch it be Chicago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Then who are you, you going to go for now? <laughs> literally. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, they're doing a really good job, but and sports are slowly coming back. NASCAR is going on right now with no fans in attendance. Um, this you know, thing is going to be over. COVID's going to be over. Ho- trust hopefully. me. No, trust me. It's going to be over. I think that. Like, if you ask any COVID expert, this time is tough right now. Yeah. It's going to be over. Just like every virus that everybody was concerned about in the past, it always ends. This virus is going to go, and it's we're all going to be, it's going to be, no, man. you can turn back to quote unquote normal life. Mm-hmm. It's going to be over. You just have, keep an open mind through all this, mm-hmm. all the media, keep an open mind. Don't look through tunnel vision. And, keep an open but mind. there's always that one person that's a big official saying how, if we don't find a cure, this is going to be the, Worst winner in the world, and then people and you then have that it. opinion. It might yeah. not be right. Yeah, it might be right. Whatever. You know what? This guy stay Whatever. positive. Exactly. I want to remain positive. Remain positive is a hundred percent the best way, thing you could do. Definitely. And I'm gonna preach this. Probably the last thing we hit off on the actual podcast, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time. Uh, whether you're out of work, in work, barely working, uh, collecting unemployment. Find your passion, no matter what. You know, I'm very grateful that the world is opening where I'm having, where I'm able to have an amazing guest across from me at the table, Patrick Bloom, in an actual podcast. You don't have Be- to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this is what I love to do for the rest of my life, and I will be damned if anybody tries to tell me uh, differently. Find what you want to do for the rest of your life, whether you're work, whether you're t- you're getting time off from a job that you love, and you're like, oh man, okay, we'll find another way to uh, do your aspect for your job and everything, or you're collecting unemployment and you're like, God, I'm so thankful to be away from that job. What can you do in this time to maybe 
have an outline on your life to not go back or to maybe you know build a side hustle on the actual side to promote yourself to maybe go, do that job that you hate for only two more years take that money invest all that time into something that you worked on during corona this time is you know really crucial in people's lives to sh- figure out who you are yep it stops your natural ske- schedule and you're like well yeah. what do i do now yeah if focus on yourself yeah focusing on yourself will make yourself a better person definitely and you need to look out for yourself and make sure you handle yourself uh, physically and mentally. This opens up your mind. Make sure you have an open mind to everything. Make sure you focus on yourself. And this kicks us all out of our regular schedules. Yeah, man. All out of our regular schedules. And we're, we were kind of thrown off by that. We always oh, had a schedule yeah. every day. Yeah. This, this is a perfect time mm-hmm. to sit down mm-hmm. and think what you want to do. You, know, Let, you, you said yeah. perfectly, find out, find your passion. Find out what you want to do. You know, and get in touch with, you know, th- I know Zoom's a pain in the ass, but, you know, uh, I was I had to Zoom uh, Easter call a lot of my family members, and I had to Zoom call, you know, a lot of birthdays. You know, birthday parades are becoming more popular. Oh, That's yeah. going to be interesting, What it, like, ne- next the next thing. Like, people, uh, I, I would love it? to see <laughs> what is next uh, for, like, what comes out because of all this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what do we learn? Like, can you imagine aspect? if DoorDash wasn't a thing, how, like, how, like, breakthrough that would have been? Oh, or yeah. Grubhub or just, or like, Uber, Uber Eats, Eats or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's groundbreaking. Something's going to come out of this, whether, you know, not even just a vaccine, but something really useful is coming out, an app or something that's everybody's well, going on. I always have the mindset of, of everything that's bad happening, there's a good thing you can look upon that, that happened out of this. Always. So... Going back to World War II, the the, the, mas- the massacre of the Jews, mm-hmm. we have learned how to prevent that from an early age of a dictator, yeah. from an early age of people who don't really view the world as mm-hmm. equal. They view the world as, th- in their mindset, I'm the superior one. We have we have learned from that. Every mm-hmm. uh, difficult situation, yep. there's always a learning. There's always a, t- a learning uh, lesson from it. Yeah, there's man. always a lesson. So just look. Po- look up for the positive side in every difficult situation. It's always a positive. Definitely. Well, this has been the Minic Mindset. My name is Justin Minnick. My co-star is Patrick Bloom. Phenomenal, phenomenal gentleman that I've known for th- uh, four years. Four ho- years. Hopefully phenomenal uh, rest of our lives. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for the p- uh, support on the podcast. Sadly, we are not doing anything uh, video-wise. Uh, we're just going to be doing this audio. My hair's and a mess, so good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be uploaded as soon as I get done. Uh, we're gonna put a link in the description about different charities you guys can donate for f- uh, feeding banks of uh, feeding America. Uh, you know everything is going to be in the link descriptions. Uh, more podcasts will be coming. I've been slacking because the world is opening up, and we want to we want to make sure we're all staying safe in our homes and everything. And I think that you know stay positive, everybody, and we should be back to normal hopefully soon. I uh, see you guys. Stay positive, Take care, guys.